Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. My name is Eldon, and Lowell is here with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Lowell. Hey Eldon, thanks for welcoming me here. Oh, no problem. Thanks for coming. It'd be you're, really, so, you're so welcoming. It'd be a really odd podcast without you here, because you're more of a farmer than I am, so... <laughs> I guess let's talk about farming what, what kind of, You're weeks. a technology farmer. Maybe. I don't know. We need both types in the world, right? I guess. So the last couple of weeks we have uh, been through a lot of rain, some nicer weather. Um, go ahead and talk about some of that <laughs> from your perspective. Uh, okay, so I think we last podcast we recorded right before a very rainy week. Yeah. Forecasted week and... Sure enough, it rained a lot that week. We picked very hard on Monday. I think we recorded that Sunday evening. Something so like we that. we tried to get over as much of the uh, wholesale patch as we could. So we picked hard, had a big crew in, picked a lot of berries. And the pick-your-own folks came out in droves, and they picked. And so it was a good Monday. So heading into the rain, it was supposed to rain. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then maybe some showery stuff Friday, and that's pretty much how it how it happened. So, yeah, I was going to try it on this podcast not to say anyway a lot. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up yeah we headed into the the rain in better shape, you know, having stuff picked up. Yeah, um, greener fruit helps uh i mean to, yeah doesn't ripe, soak up the rain ripe fruit doesn't do so well ripe fruit doesn't last so the other thing that helped us i think we talked about some was forecasted cooler temperatures and that proved to be true i mean they were you know we had like highs around 50 the yeah. temperatures kind of held steady through some of it the other thing i think it was thursday one of those days we actually it, it didn't really rain much and it was very windy yeah. through that time and so I actually allowed some drying to happen on the you know the beds are elevated slightly so the wind can kind of get through there and I don't know any time you get your berries from not sitting in water it's it's helpful so yeah. all in all we did have some damage but you know it could have been worse um we had some bad berries. There are bad berries now. I mean, there was water damage berries. Water damage berries that no one wanted to pick that are now bad berries yeah. in the pick your own patch. Which tends to happen towards the end of a season anyway. Yeah, it does. So, you know, you kind of got to work around those, but it's not, I've seen it worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our pickers are done for for the most part a pretty good job of keeping the patch clean this year and some of that has been the large amounts of pickers uh, yeah yeah picker and pickers we've had so the uh, patch we pick ourselves we went through and threw a lot of fruit away on we cleaned them up friday and saturday pretty much the whole thing we kept what good we could yeah and uh, mom made some jam out of some of the ones that we couldn't sell, and the others that were bad, we just pitched them out, cleaned the plants up, and they're good to go again. So, 
Yeah, the um, pick-airing season is kind of winding down. I think we'll probably be open a couple more weeks. But we've definitely hit peak, and we're you know starting to trend down on yeah. the other side. Of course, there's still some small green fruit. So yeah, there's we'll, still some blooms the other day when I was out Yeah, there, so. so we'll have to kind of see how that all develops. Try to take good care of them, keep uh, pumping water to them, a little fertilizer, and yeah. see, see what happens. longer we can stay open, you know, a couple of miniature days long helps more than not being opened at all. So, What do you mean miniature days? Miniature as far as not a ton of pick your own people. Um, but if you can keep trickling along, and as long as there's good fruit to be picked... Uh, right, and, and you can stay open easily. Which with the farm store, we can generally do that fairly well. But. Yeah, so yeah, as long as people are willing to come pick and they're finding good berries, there's no reason to shut a picker and patch down. At least at this point, yeah. The wholesale patch, the, it's a different. Most of those berries are a different variety, and so they tend to set fruit and produce over a longer period of time. They don't have the sharp peak that um chandlers do which is the majority of our pick your own patch so we have kind of been through they sometimes kind of have a little bit of a mid-season lull in blooming and fruit development i think we've kind of hit that back a little bit and now i'm seeing a lot of blooms and green green fruit down there so you know i think we'll be picking those for some weeks actually probably most of the month yeah as long as the weather stays reasonable. Almost to July, you're saying? Yeah, we've actually picked yeah, that variety picked into, into July. July so, yeah. so as long as it's cool and fairly moderate, uh, we should be able to do that. Anyway, it's been a been a good season. Um, had its fair share of challenges. There's always going to be challenges growing strawberries. The Probably the ones that come to mind are the rain. That's kind of the story all up and down the east coast Coast and the strawberry growing regions and the discussions that i hear and then those late frost freeze events yeah the cool april which you know just cool april is actually not all bad but uh freezing april isn't all good yeah (laughs) and an extended cool period in in may kind of i mean you need some warm sunny days anyway yeah, warm-ish. You don't need hot. Yeah, like I don't. We've not hit ninety yet this year. We've only had a few days, you know, mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually, you know, some of these um, varieties come from or were developed in California, and that's actually fairly. It kind of mimics the California okay. uh, weather, minus the rain. I don't think they have the, the amount of rain yeah, that we've had. Yeah, um, but. I think that can set the berries up to do good things if you kind of get that cool April time frame. Yep. Well, I was on a uh, conference, uh, what was it? It's a conference yeah. call. Conference yeah. call, but it was a, it was kind a, video of a virtual yeah. field day put on by the North Carolina, who was it put on by? North Carolina I don't know. people. <laughs> <laughs> the North Carolina strawberry experts. And um, they, that was yesterday, they call it a virtual field day. They do a lot of research down there. And um, some of the universities are involved with that. Yeah. And they have developed some, or yeah, have developed and are working on developing some pretty interesting strawberry varieties. 
Uh, we've grown a few here in the past on a trial basis and might grow some this fall if we can get a hold of some little plants. But anyway, they did a there. I said it anyway. Uh, that's anyway. your normal conversation method though. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. So they had this call, they talked, uh, research current kind of a few things they've observed. And then varieties, this is the time of the year that varieties are on people's minds. I have right here in my hands, a catalog that I just got from one of the propagators. They have lists of everything they're going to have this fall and availability and pricing and so forth. So soon will be time to get those orders in. But people were on other farmers on the same call, you know, in the chat box, so forth. They were talking about varieties. What, how did each variety handle this year's conditions and so forth? And what variety will we not be growing next year? What variety will we be planting more of? Yeah. yeah. It's always helpful to hear what other farmers are thinking. And even though, you know, the a variety that does well here on my farm uh, might not do as well in Virginia Beach or North Carolina or somewhere else. So, yeah, you know, it, it, there is value in hearing from other farmers, certainly, but there again it's fairly specific to what works for you yeah. in your application and there's so many variables it's kind of you know it's like you say it's helpful to hear what they're thinking and what has been working for them but then yeah the day, I mean, you kind of have to go with what you have here too you have to have an open mind and uh, but yeah hear what works for other people is always a good starting point anyway yep. so and you can't get stuck in you know we've planned the same variety for 30 years and we're gonna keep on but then then again you know just because it's a tried and true variety doesn't mean you throw it all out and try something else that's yeah. kind of a gamble so yeah well i mean one of our varieties we were a little less than uh uh we were a little less pleased with this year than we have been in the past chandler right? chandler yeah it just wasn't the but best chandler year yeah. but then some people had good luck with it this year I we think were thinking it, some of that had to do with uh, row covers on some windy nights and maybe some other things too. Yeah, that probably it didn't help. It seemed like probably smaller berries on average this year with the Chandler variety. That can happen if it, you get too much development in the fall. There's There are too many flowers. You can actually have too many strawberry flowers and uh, you can cut your fruit size down some. Hmm in the spring so yeah. lots of factors anyway well i have i've been thinking a little bit about what we're going to plant next year but i don't have it maybe once you lock that in we can do an episode that kind of talks through the varieties maybe so again one of the ones that really seemed to do well this year for us and i've hearing good things from other people is ruby june it's a newer variety and um nice big berries fun to pick Excellent taste. Well, those the ones that were about softball size? <laughs> yeah, almost. There were some big ones, maybe not quite that but, big. But, yeah, the the berry size is great, The um, but the flavor, I think, probably if you would um, talk to most of us, that's probably everyone's, almost their favorite okay. strawberry this year. Very so that's, 
I really like Kevin Strawberry that tastes good. Yeah. You know, that's a, kind of a selling point when you're growing a food product. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. Well, we can dive into varieties more some other time. Um, let's see what else has been happening the last couple of weeks. We planted a, all our beans are in now, right? Soybeans. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. There's one or so little mini fields that need to be planted. But, uh, yeah, pretty much everything is in. And, of course, we've had a decent amount of water to get them up and started and out of the ground. So that's good. Yeah, fit that around everything else, all the other chaos that's been happening around yeah. here. Yeah, Greenhouses are still full of tomatoes. The heirlooms, um, they're, I don't know, probably tennis ball size, a little bigger. You so, did a ton of work in that greenhouse. Last yeah, it had kind of gotten it needed to be pruned up and uh, suckered. Yeah, taking the trimming the plants up. So we've been working at that. Hopefully, two three weeks maybe. Okay, maybe by the middle of June we'll have a few. Probably be a little later than that before we have cucumbers about yeah, then too. Um, we have a, a few, sooner. and I think we've been picking a few off okay. of the ones. So, yeah, over the next week or two, should have a decent supply of cucumbers. The one greenhouse, I think we're about ready to start winding the plants up in that one. So we're going to go through, and uh, if you just take the little growing tips out, it helps size the remaining fruit that's there, helps size that up. It puts the plant puts more energy into the fruit development instead of uh, vegetation. Interesting. So we'll probably do that. And yeah, the other greenhouse, the spring greenhouse, the big greenhouse is producing very well. Lots of just nice solid tomatoes. So we've had good markets for tomatoes um, both here on the farm and uh, in other places. So it's a good time to have a lot of tomatoes. Very good. Other than that, uh, anything yeah. else we need to winding talk up about? strawberry season, thinking about pumpkins it's, and the corn maze and the corn maze, making some management decisions about that. And yeah, pumpkins, I've got a bunch of seed already ordered. I probably should order a little bit more. And sweet, probably three, three, four weeks on pumpkins, actually. Yeah. Around the twentieth, twenty fifth to plant, yeah. Of June, I need to be thinking about plant pumpkins. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about sweet corn the other day, maybe. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a more more of a challenge on uh, getting some of my early sweet corn did not germ very well. I think some of it was just so cool. Yeah, but the later stuff I planted on plastic looks pretty good. And I planted one last planting uh, two days ago, and just not on plastic. That okay. little field down by my house where okay. I had pumpkins last year. So I'm curious to see how that does. I've never planted sweet corn there. Yeah. So that will be, goodness, August sweet corn. Okay. Probably. Goodness. I very thought we were going to close for a month again this year. <laughs> well, it'll be at the very tail end of our season. Okay. So go out good. with a little buzz, hopefully. Yeah. Speaking Assu of buzzes. Assuming it comes up. <laughs> Speaking of buzzes, your bees have been busy. Um, yeah. You were talking about them swarm. Some of them swarmed. Yeah, they've been, I've been having my struggles with my bees. Yeah. But some of them swarmed and I didn't like that. 
couple of hives are really doing well, producing a lot of honey. So hope, hoping to get a, you know, moderate amount of honey off of them. I don't think I'll be setting the world this on fire by. This will be your first harvest of honey, right? Yeah, I didn't pull any last year. So I'm hoping to pull a decent Another amount this year. Another new thing to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a learning curve on, on that. Yeah. Go back to YouTube, I guess. I guess. And talk to Ricky John Bowman. There you go. Yeah, it's always good to have friends who, him and Jeff, uh, have been very helpful for you. Yep. But yeah, they're. I think they're doing doing okay. I'm thinking about trying some queen grafting. I've got some stuff to do it with. I don't even know what that is, but basically, you take a little itty bitty larva that's developing, okay. and you put it in this little plastic queen cup that's made to assimilate a queen cell okay pop it in a very strong have that does not have a queen okay and they feed it royal jelly and turn it into a queen that's so weird and so and, cool <laughs> yeah if you you got to be really careful you can't damage the thing so there's yeah. this little grafting tool that you scoop down into the cell and carefully put it over the royal there. jelly that's uh-huh. a funny term <laughs> yeah royal jelly uh, so, i could give some royal jelly myself <laughs> the people that do well at it can well they get 60 70 50 60 70 percent success rate okay on the ones that they do they usually you know you'll do some people do 20 30 40 i don't know if you do 40 you do a bunch of them i uh, see so you do a bunch of them in one half yeah or one, and then yeah. they the you can pretty quickly tell which ones they accept and build out and which they don't like hmm. within a day or two and That's then before the queen emerges you need to either need to pop it out into a little queen cage or anyway you don't want a bunch of queens running around yeah all together because they kill each other and one comes out on top it's <laughs> a lot of royal stuff going but on there. if you um put them out before they hatch into have that needs one or whatever Uh then they hatch in there and And they can accept them there yeah Yeah. the the idea behind it is to take your best hive and all the genetics run through the queen so you want to try to reproduce those genetics so this is a way to kind of do that huh and uh supposedly a queen that is made in ideal conditions uh like a really strong have that can feed the royal jelly it'll make a bigger better okay. queen cup which makes a bigger better queen <laughs> so that's what cool. they tell me anyway that's fascinating yeah it's pretty cool very good anything else we should uh talk about before we wrap this up no i think we have rambled on long enough and talked about many different yeah. things so hey maybe this would be interesting for us in 20 years when we're older <laughs> i was and gonna wiser. say old and gray but yeah eh, it'll probably be great i hear yeah. some of us are taking vacations and going on trips so the yeah, rest of us will nice, stay here and work and other people can work on the road yeah. i think those folks were going to work on the road though so okay fair yeah. enough all right well if you've made it this far thanks for listening and uh as always you can head over to yodersfarm.com for all the information about the farm, uh, you can find the podcast episodes over there and subscribe and stuff too if you're interested in that. So 
Thanks for listening, and we'll... I think you uh, said we have some new mugs on the website. Oh, right, yeah. Strawberry-themed mugs. I, I very um, wisely waited to add those till like, the other day. Then the strawberry Two-thirds season. Two-thirds of the way through the season. Yeah, I saw one. I thought, since I uh, grow the strawberries, I should probably get one. Yeah, we should probably get you a discount on it, though. So. That would be nice. I <laughs> like a 15% discount code through the end of the year, uh, through the I end of the month. it's just through the end of next week. Through the end of next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya.